Growth Igniters Radio, episode 35. Is a social media presence good for CEOs' careers? Part one. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And with me is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. As always, it's great to join you for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio. And if this is your first time listening, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for leaders to take themselves and their companies to their next level of success. So, Pam, What's up for today? The growing trend of CEOs having a social media presence. Now, we've all seen tweets and LinkedIn posts and Facebook pages from CEOs like Elon Musk of Tesla and Richard Branson of Virgin. Yeah, I follow them. Yeah. But beyond these social media superstars, what about CEOs in general? And that's what we're going to talk about. Now, according to a study by PR firm Weber Shandwick, cited in a June 2015 article in Market Watch, social media engagement of CEOs of Fortune 50 companies has more than doubled since 2010. Wow. And this begs an interesting question. Mm-hmm. What is and will be the emerging career opportunities and challenges of the social CEO? And this is a huge topic, which mm-hmm. is why we're going to have it be in two parts. We're especially glad because of this that uh, we're going to be speaking again with Jane Howes, Managing Director and Founder of the Alexander Group. Jane was our guest on episode 25, right. where we discussed new positions in the C-suite. And just a bit about uh, Jane's background. She has more than 30 years experience in executive search, has recruited top executives worldwide in a variety of industries. She also directs board searches for the firm and is actively involved in the firm's diversity practice. Jane's quoted frequently in major business publications and is the author of Best Practices for Executive Search Firms for the Inside the Minds book series. And of course, you can see Jane's complete bio by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 35, and scrolling down to Jane's bio. Jane, welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio. Pam and Scott, it's wonderful to be back. I'm pleased to be here. You know, there's an, an interesting symmetry about speaking with you on this topic. We originally, you and I, originally connected when you were a panelist for the Association for Corporate Growth on a discussion about executives and social media presence way back in 2013. And uh, you had a significant social media presence at that time. Can you tell us a little bit about this and how it's benefited you and the Alexander Group? Well, we are a client relationship firm, and once the internet began exploding and social media became front and center, we felt like it was a great way to use it as a platform to communicate with our clients to let candidates know who we were as well. So when people established a relationship with us, they pretty much knew who we were, what we stood for, what was important to us. And we started fairly slowly just with an enhanced website and quickly moved into Facebook. 
Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and various other ways to engage with our clients. And it has been successful. And the way I know it has been successful, um, it's really hard to measure Internet success and social media success. But when we call on new prospective clients, most of them say, I've been to your website, I've followed you on social media, and I know who you are. That's really the goal, I think. Exactly. So they've heard of you somewhere, and you're out there everywhere, and it's it's making a big difference already. And certainly, I started following you that way. And so it really grew our relationship over the years. I mean, how long was it between the time that I first heard you in 2013, and I think we started talking again about a year and a half later? Exactly. And the best thing, the one great benefit for social media, personally or professionally, is it allows you to touch the people in your realm and even people outside your realm. It allows you to shape what your image is going to be personally and professionally. And that touch in a world where we're so busy on airplanes and meetings I think it's a lot of people say social media wastes time. To me, it saves time because I can touch a lot of people quite efficiently. And it seems like uh, more and more CEOs are reaching out and touching, just as you say. Pam mentioned the Market Watch article, and you recently tweeted that Mary Barra, uh, CEO of GM, now has a Facebook page. What do you see the significance of this trend towards more and more CEOs of companies of all sizes, I guess, using social media? You know, I think the retail industry, the customer service industry got it first. I mean, you saw Whole Foods, you saw The Gap, you saw um, J. Crew, some of these other um, customer-facing companies get it first. This is a way to engage with your customers and with your clients. And I think Mary Barra going, getting a Facebook page, and I think that's kind of um, bringing some of these older industries, these more traditional industries, into kind of current times of this is a great way for people to know who she is. Now, I am sure... GM has a tremendous amount of work to do with some of the news that has happened in the past and some of her oh, yeah. uh, the problems. And social media is a great way to put out a different message. It allows you to control the message a little bit better than having the press control the message, frankly. Sure. And, and this is the CEO, we're talking specifically about the CEOs in social media, not just the official company feed, exactly. whatever that is, which has been there for much longer. Well, it's that connection. And it, it's uh, increasingly important as we're looking at millennials who are coming up who've been raised on social media almost since the get go. So it made me curious, are you seeing more companies that are including social media presence in, as a mandatory in their qualifications for CEO candidates? You know, I think if you are being considered as a CEO candidate for certain industries and you don't have a LinkedIn profile, you don't have a Facebook profile, you don't know what Twitter is, I think it's a red flag. I think there are more traditional industries that don't really think about how do you touch your customers, how do you deal with your constituents. 
I think when we have this conversation a year from now, the landscape will be dramatically different just as it has been exploded in the last five years. I think the next year we'll see as big an increase as we have seen in the last five years. I'm here to tell you. Yes, and this is big news. And it also builds very much on uh, the episode that we just had with Tim Hebert, the CEO of Atrion Networking. And Tim is out there uh, talking about fusing the art of technology combined with businesses of all types. And so that goes right along with what you're saying. As every company, every industry becomes a technology-based industry, they're all Uberizing or whatever it is, it's going to be hard to imagine any industry that would not say we need a CEO who is a socially savvy, social media savvy individual. And in fact, uh, the more and more we may be seeing people saying, hey, I don't see you out there. What are you hiding? Exactly. And I think to me, if you take even a step further back, any director who is not internet savvy, just as a starting place, I think uh, that would be a huge problem for being on a public board today. And so then you take that a step further and you say, well, what about the CEO? Does the CEO know know what his or her tools are, both for the company, and then let's look at the CEO as somebody who has a career to manage as well, and I think that's becoming increasingly important. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Jane Howes, Managing Director and Founder of the Alexander Group, about the pros and cons of CEOs with a social media presence. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, on the web at businessadvance.com. We enable successful companies to accelerate to their next level of innovation and growth. And if you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 35, and use the share links for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at the top right of the page to tell your social media communities all about us. Use hashtag growthigniters. This will help extend our reach to all of the people who can benefit from this series. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Scott and I are talking today with Jane Howes, Managing Director and Founder of the Alexander Group. Jane, how can people find out more about you and the Alexander Group? Well, they can go to our website, first of all, www.thealexandergroup.com. We have a Facebook page with uh, over 3,000 followers. We have We're on LinkedIn, and we're on Twitter under Alexander underscore group. Well, all of this is going to be uh, something that you can get links to by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 35. So getting back to our conversation, you were talking about the fact that you've conducted many searches, and you're talking also about how more and more companies should be considering social media for their CEOs and CEOs should be considering it for themselves. Can you share a story from your experiences in search where a candidate's social media presence made a 
really positive difference in being selected for the CEO role? Yeah, I can. Actually, I don't know if there's any CEO that would get hired because of a social media presence, but last month I was conducting a search for a public company board of directors search, and the candidate, one of the candidates whom I interviewed, he was almost bragging. He said, well, my company, which was a very large company that he was CEO of, um, didn't even have a website till um, two years ago. And he thought that was a great thing because he said, we've done well and we don't even have a website. But my thought was, just think of the recruiting opportunities he missed because some college engineer or geologist couldn't find them on the web and thought he was a guy working out of his back room and went Mm. to another energy company. So I was like, really? I don't know if I would brag about being anonymous or not when you're trying to recruit, you're trying to do joint ventures, you're trying to do business. So I guess I've had, I have the negative feeling that if someone is not using some type of social media, I kind of feel like they're a little bit behind the times. And especially if somebody is over 50 years old and they don't have a LinkedIn profile, I I feel like they're just not current. And I think we all want to be current today. So would you actually, as, as the executive recruiter here, would it actually turn you off to that candidate? You know, somebody apply, you know, they're out there. They're not applying to you, obviously. You're searching them out. But would you disqualify somebody if you had two relatively equal candidates? I wouldn't disqualify them. But anytime I interview somebody, I Google them before I meet them. And I look at what they're doing and I look at what industry they're in. Now, so if you're, you know, head of exploration and production at an energy company, maybe you don't need social media as much. But if you're CEO of a retailer, if you're in some type of advocacy organization, a not anybody that's running a not-for-profit who's not using social media is missing a huge opportunity to communicate your cause to uh, prospective donors. Now, We've talked about the positives of uh, CEOs on social media, but not every company wants their CEO out there. Have you seen that? And what are the reasons for that? Yes, I have seen it. And a lot of it, you know, we have a client who um, is CEO of a business that has global franchisees. And the client consciously doesn't want to be on LinkedIn because he doesn't want to be assaulted by franchisees not liking one thing or another about being a franchisee. But having said that, um, the big issues are the legal risk. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, shareholders, are you saying anything that could ever be used against you uh, with a dissident shareholder? I think in what we also see is people who are executives with financial services, um, you know, the Uh, Bank of America, the Goldman Sachs, financial regulations for stockbrokers are so intense that many of these firms will not let their executives be on even LinkedIn using a company email address. And so most, a lot of these people, you'll see them now sprouting up 
using their own personal email address. But it is tricky because we are a very regulated uh, society, and so there is a tightrope you have to have to walk. Well, you've got the the official and the unofficial. But even if I'm using my own email, how how can you manage risks so that it doesn't come back uh, and have a, a negative impact, even if it's not official? I think personal guidelines of am I posting anything that has to do with any insider information. You have to be somewhat non-controversial unless you're somebody like Richard Branson or Mark Zuckerberg or somebody where you have a lot of power. If you're, a, if you're managing your career and you're thinking, well, I want to use social media as a platform to give me visibility, um, I think you've got to think about very carefully before you post anything, could this come back? to bite me, or do I want to stir up controversy? You know, so I think you've got to look at what is your intent from your social media presence. What do I want to come of this? Do I want to promote my company? Do I want to promote me? Or do I want to, you know, uh, create visibility? So would that then impact the choice of venue that a CEO would choose? So say, I might not want to tweet as much. I might want to do more LinkedIn or Facebook. Have you seen this kind of preference or choice? Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, there's some people um, that use all of these venues, and I think a lot of it, Pam, depends on what industry you are in. Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of work in Washington with not-for-profit advocacy organizations, and they're all, all of them are on Twitter, and they're on LinkedIn as well, not Facebook, not so much. And um, so I think it depends on what industry you're in and what your intent is. And Twitter is a totally different audience, and people are using you to get a news feed, but that's also a place where you anybody can follow you. Anybody can see what you're putting uh, putting out there. Where LinkedIn is a little different, you you have much tighter privacy settings, and and so so is Facebook. But mm, I'll give you yes. one quick example of a CEO client of ours who who his feeling is, and he's in an industry that's pretty highly regulated. He wants to be on LinkedIn. He said because he's got employees all over the world. And if they can link into the CEO, it makes them feel a part of something that is team-oriented. And he may not meet all of those employees, but it's great to connect with employees in other parts of the world where they do business. And, and that gives the employee a sense of pride as well. So it's not just for a career. It's also in how you manage your company as well. So being clear about the purpose and what you're trying to do, being mindful and strategic about your yeah. social media presence becomes the way in which you figure out what's right for you. Well, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Jane Howes, Managing Director and Founder of the Alexander Group, about some immediately useful ideas for getting the most career benefit from your social media presence. Stay with us.
Did you know that we also speak at events, conferences, and company offsites about top leadership issues related to accelerating innovation, transformation, and company growth? Clients have told us that they've gained new insights, inspiration, as well as immediately useful ideas that have made a difference to them personally and a dramatically increased their top and bottom line results for their companies. Contact us today to arrange for a brief call to discuss your needs and find out about our availability. Go to growthignitersradio.com Click contact us up in the upper right of the menu bar, and we'll get back to you within 24 hours to schedule an appointment. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been talking with Jane Howes, Managing Director and Founder of the Alexander Group, about social media as a career-enhancing tool for CEOs. Jane, how can people find out more about you and the Alexander Group? Well, we're on the Internet at www.thealexandergroup.com. They can follow us on Twitter at Alexander underscore group, and we're on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. And, of course, you can find out more, as we said before, by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 35, and you'll see resources and all kinds of background about Jane. So getting back to our conversation, as anyone who's ever been tripped up by autofill can testify, there can be a big gap between using social media and using it well. From your own experience as principal of your firm, what are the considerations to balance in establishing a strong social media presence? Um, to me, I think it depends on what industry you're in. Um, for us, we're in the business of executive leadership, recruiting, trends, and um, so we post about those types of things. We're working on an article about grief in the workplace, so that will be our blog for when we can. We will tweet about some of those, some of the articles, some of the thoughts, things like that. So I think for anybody going into social media, and, you know, CEOs may not even need to go in full bore and engage every day. Uh, one example that I've kind of admired is uh, there's a CEO of a, a uh, New York Stock Exchange company who uses Facebook, uses LinkedIn, uses Twitter. He's not on them every single day, but he uses them in a really great way. He posts when he's on CNBC. He posts that on his Facebook page, his LinkedIn page. Um, when he travels to Australia to his company's plants, he posts pictures of the new building or the new facility or the new commercial for his product. But he's not just straight business. Every once in a blue moon, he'll post a picture of him at a concert or him doing charity work. And, and he always will once a week post something about leadership or character. And you think that this guy has used social media correctly. And again, he, he speaks on it and he, he believes in it. And uh, so I think it's not one size fits all. What would work for you? And while we're talking about it, I think the biggest obstacle for CEOs on social media is the fear of it. 
I think once people start using LinkedIn, you don't even think about it. But just getting over the first hurdle of I want a LinkedIn profile or I want to make a YouTube video or I want to be on Facebook, that's a big hurdle. And I have personally set up probably four or five CEOs on LinkedIn and on Facebook just as because of the apprehension of them doing it themselves and not being computer savvy enough. So I, th- I think it's a process, if you will. You know, it's it it's kind of like for all of us when you haven't done something, it seems so um, overwhelming. And then once you do it and it becomes part of your routine, you don't even really think about it. But I know one CEO I had to talk into, I told him he really needed LinkedIn, and it's now three years later. He's got nearly a thousand contacts, and he he's just running with it. He doesn't use it to post a lot of things, but he uses it to connect with people, to um, do reference checks. I mean, he really uses LinkedIn in a wonderful way. Now, Jane, would you say that for CEOs who want to get out into social media, that it's better if they do it themselves? Some people are going to say, well, I don't have time or I I don't feel comfortable writing. I'm going to use someone else in my company or a service to generate content. Do you have a feeling for that balance? Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people use third parties to do their content. I can tell if they are or if they aren't. And I don't think, I mean, it doesn't matter if you can find someone to do it for you who gets your voice and who understands who you are. But, you know, the reason um, somebody like um, Taylor Swift has been so phenomenally effective, and I'm, I'm oh, yeah. stepping out of CEO land. But well, she, she is CEO of Taylor Swift, right? She's CEO of Taylor <laughs> Swift. It's a, yeah. it, it, a business, a $300 million business. Oh, but yeah. She does, her, she does her own Facebook. She does her own Uh, Twitter. She does her own Instagram, and she knows her brand. She knows who she is, and and so she doesn't have people doing it for her, like say you know other other groups that, and it comes across kind of canned. Now it may not affect you long term, but I think I think it's a great way to personally connect with people you want to do business with and want to your customers. So authenticity, you're saying authenticity really is important if you're going to be on social media. People are there because they want to get a feeling for who you are, not what somebody thinks you should be saying. Exactly. Okay. Uh, One thing that also I, I think may make some people a little nervous about social media is it's easy to mess up. There was the CEO of Whole Foods who got into trouble by posting under a different name uh, stuff about a competitor or somebody who gets angry and puts something on Twitter. Do you have recommendations for how people can be authentic but still be safe? Um, I think that what I would say to people getting on social media, I would take baby steps and start seeing what you can do and what you can't do. It's not like you have to suddenly appear tweeting 10 times a day, getting in a lot of social media at once. You know, as as social media is growing, I think you grow with it. 
I think there's a curiosity you have to have and about testing things out yourself. And no, you don't want to do something like the Whole Foods CEO. Or there's a lot of tales where where people get into public discussions on Twitter and they forget that they're public and anybody in the world can see it. And so you want to go slow and be careful, and you want to talk to other people who have been before you and learn from their mistakes and learn from what they've done well. Okay. I think that it's clear that what we're talking about is certainly a much larger topic. There's more to this, which is why we're so glad that you've agreed to come back and do part two with us in the coming weeks. Is there anything else that you want to say before we end? Um, be open to social media and don't knock it until you've tried it. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, Jane, thank you very much for joining us on Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. And for you out there, check out resources related to today's conversation. Share on social media. Find out about upcoming episodes or open a conversation with us by going to growthignitersradio.com, selecting episode 35. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to think about. So how can you increase your social media footprint to energize your career? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.